That was Boris Johnson speaking in Taunton, and he also uh, issued a stark warning to Moscow over any plans it has to make a move on Ukraine. There be in no doubt that if Russia were to make any kind of incursion into Ukraine on any scale, whatever, uh, I think that that would be a disaster for, not just for Ukraine, but for Russia, it would be a disaster for the world. Well, that's what Boris Johnson had to say. Let's bring in our US correspondent, uh, Simon Marks, to see how this is uh, playing out. Hi there, uh, Simon. I hope you can hear me all right. Um, Of course, uh, playing big in the US with what uh, President Biden had to say and uh, important meetings going on today as well. Yeah, well, there is an international cleanup operation underway after what President Biden had to say last night, and the Prime Minister there uh, was engaged in it. Let's go back to that White House press conference last night, which uh, lasted nearly two hours and will, I think, mostly be remembered for what was a bit of a foreign policy gaffe by President Biden when he talked about Ukraine and Western resolve to punish Russia if it engages in an invasion, although not necessarily, the president intimated last night, if it engages in a low-level incursion. The idea that NATO is not going to be united, I don't buy. I've spoken to every major NATO leader. We've had the NATO-Russian summit. We've had other, the OSCE has met, etc. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable. If it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border... It is going to be a disaster for Russia. Even as that White House press conference continued, his communication staff realised that he had uh, made an error there that was immediately sparking fury on the part of the Ukrainian government with top officials in Kiev uh, concerned that the American president had essentially given the green light to Russian forces to engage in some kind of minor incursion by distinguishing uh, that from a full-scale invasion. So uh, they immediately started putting out statements to the press, again, while Joe Biden was still on his feet at the press conference to insist that he had uh, not meant to imply there was a distinction between a low-level incursion and a full-scale invasion. What he meant, they claimed, was that if Russia engaged in hybrid warfare, a cyber attack on Ukraine, then that might uh, result in a lower level uh, of response from the West. Today, at the White House within the last hour. President Biden himself has been engaged in what they refer to here as the do-over. I've been absolutely clear with President Putin. He has no misunderstanding. If any, any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. So no ifs or buts, any kind of piercing of the Ukrainian frontier by any military units from Russia will be met with a coordinated response from the West. And that message has been repeated by Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who has been meeting uh, British, French and German officials today in Berlin. James Cleverly there uh, representing the Foreign Secretary. Uh, He insists that there will be a severe and swift response to any kind of Russian invasion. Russia justifies its actions by claiming that Ukraine somehow poses a threat to its security. This turns reality on its head. Ukraine isn't the aggressor here. 
Ukraine is just trying to survive. So massive efforts being made by uh, American officials and also, as we heard, by the Prime Minister uh, to try and make it apparent to the Russians that a low-level incursion will not be tolerated. As for what the Russians have been saying uh, today, faced with the prospect of what the United States argues will be uh, crippling sanctions that will absolutely be on the agenda for discussion tomorrow when the Secretary of State meets Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister uh, in Geneva, uh, managed to catch up a little bit earlier with my colleague Julia Chapman in Moscow, who has the latest on what the Russian government has been saying. Certainly there have been a number of parties uh, issuing warnings to Russia. Uh, the Kremlin today has said that comments like that uh, certainly don't help de-escalate the situation, diffuse the tensions. Uh, the Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said that, uh, in fact, if anything, they lead to a destabilizing of the situation. Uh, so certainly Russia isn't accepting uh, those threats. Uh, the Kremlin also said uh, that the sanctions, uh, the threat of sanctions could help embolden Ukraine uh, to carry out a military offensive in eastern Ukraine to try to end the conflict there. So the stage set for some very dramatic discussions in Geneva on Friday between Antony Blinken and Sergei Lavrov. I don't think it's overstating it to say that these are crisis talks coming as they do just a few days after the White House said that the Russians could invade Ukraine at any point using those 100,000 forces that they have massed along the Ukrainian border and you know the experience of the last few hours with President Biden uh, clearly misspeaking during the course of that press conference has raised fresh anxieties here about his own ability to handle another national security crisis even as in that press conference last night he had to go on the defensive again to insist that uh, he didn't believe that he had botched the uh, U.S. military withdrawal from Afghanistan. All of this coming on the first anniversary uh, of Joe Biden's inauguration. And of course, he is not in the place politically today where he and his supporters vaguely imagined he would be 12 months ago. No, indeed, Simon. Tell us more about that. As you mentioned there, that was to uh, to mark this, this press conference, to mark his uh, 12 months in office. Are, are the headlines simply about this gaffe, or I guess uh, the president will feel he can move on from it? Well, I think he'll be eager to try and move on from it. And it was a, a two-hour press conference, an hour and 52 minutes. It broke records, by the way, the longest presidential press conference uh, uh, on record. Uh, and, of course, he covered uh, an enormous amount of ground, faced as he is by opinion polls this week that have shown uh, that 68% of American voters believe that under his leadership, the country is on the wrong path. Uh, he blamed lots of people for the difficulties uh, in which he finds himself, particularly, of course, the Republicans, saying he had underestimated the extent to which the Republican Party would stand four square opposed to everything that he was trying to do. I'm not sure why on earth he would have underestimated that, given that the Republicans did precisely that during the eight years of Barack Obama's presidency, when Joe Biden, of course, was uh, vice president. He also embraced the idea that his White House 
has a messaging problem and he said he feels as though he now needs to get out into the country far more regularly, look American voters in the eye and persuade them that he's done more uh, for the country than they understand. And he pointed to his American Rescue uh, plan and also to the infrastructure legislation that was passed a few weeks ago uh, as evidence of achievements that he says the American public do not fully understand. So he says we're going to be seeing a lot more of him uh, on the road uh, over the course of the next few weeks as, of course, America's midterm election campaign gets underway. Because remember, in November of this year, the entire House of Representatives and one-third of the Senate will be on the ballot. Those midterm elections will be a referendum on Joe Biden's by then almost first two years in office and currently Republicans are salivating over the prospects of recapturing control of at least one and possibly both houses of Congress, uh, a uh, an end result that would neuter Joe Biden in the presidency uh, for the remaining two years of what he insists is still just his first term in office. All to play for. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Simon. Good to hear from you as always. That's our uh, Washington correspondent there, Simon Marks.